0: Hello and welcome to Imagine America Radio, a service of the Imagine America Foundation and Imagine America Publishing Company. My name is Bob Martin. I'm the president and CEO of Imagine America Foundation. In the last 20 years, Imagine America has provided scholarship support and tuition assistance to students attending career colleges all across this country. The purpose of this podcast is to promote technical and career education and to inform the public of career opportunities that are not just in high demand but essential to the american workforce we hope you will enjoy today's podcast hello and welcome to today's episode of imagine america radio my name is bob martin i'm the president and ceo of the imagine america foundation joining me today is my foundation colleague lee doubleday this is the fourth and final series in our transportation awareness career month on this episode we're going to focus specifically on aircraft technician careers joining us today is jeremy cooper and Nick Brown. Jeremy is the Regional Vice President of Admissions at the Spartan College of Aeronautics and Technology, and Nick Brown is the Campus President of Spartan College of Aeronautics and Technology in Broomfield, Colorado, which is, for all of you that are sitting there, it's near Denver. It makes it easier for me, (laughs) guys, if I say it's near Denver, okay? Yeah, that's correct. Today, we want to discuss aircraft technician careers. As a leading provider of education aviation maintenance and one of the leading providers of technicians working in the field. We couldn't think of anyone better to talk to than Jeremy and Nick with Spartan College of Aeronautics and Technology. Let's start up first by talking to our listeners about exactly what an aircraft technician is. Can you briefly explain what they do on a daily basis so our audience gets a sense of it?
1: Absolutely. So an aircraft technician is certified under the FAA's airframe and power plant license with uh, the regulation part 147. Uh, Generally, what a day would look like and what they do is there's a number of different shifts that they could go into, such as your standard day shift, swing shift and overnights. Uh, So looking at it through a lens of somebody that works for a major airline, you're going to work through any issues that may come up uh, during flight or while the aircraft is at the ramp at your local airport and then uh, figure out a solution t- from a maintenance standpoint on correcting that issue uh, based on FAA requirements and also uh, the manuals for the aircraft manufacturers and get that aircraft back into service. If you're now working uh, within the hangar environment and doing some more heavy maintenance on the aircraft, that can involve anything from the airframe side, which would be the structures of the aircraft, uh, working through the electrical systems, uh, any of the uh, sheet metal that, or aluminum that is the skin of the aircraft and go into the newer aircraft, such as the Boeing 787 uh, composites and the materials that are in that uh, side of it, changing tires, working on the brake systems, uh, fluid lines, fittings, uh, everything essentially that keeps that aircraft airborne and airworthy. Um, so it's, it's a very rewarding career for somebody who doesn't want to be in a traditional office environment. Um, there's a lot of things that change. So if you're uh, an individual that likes to adapt and troubleshoot this career field is really something that uh, would be an eye-opener and probably a good experience and a positive way for somebody looking to uh, get into a career that's not your standard nine to five in an office building.
2: All right, awesome. Well, now that we have a better understanding of what an aircraft technician does, let's talk a little bit about the career outlook. What does the career outlook look like for aircraft technicians, maybe on a national level?
3: Yeah, absolutely. I'll go ahead and take that, Lee. Uh, So, you know, according to BLS data, you know, most recently it states that you know, by 2029, it's actually estimated that there's gonna be a, a need to hire over 192,000 aircraft technicians uh, across the country. So, you know, Lee, when you asked that question, overall employment of aircraft and avionics equipment and mechanics and technicians, It's projected really to grow by 5% from 2019 to 2029. So faster than your average for all occupations, really. You know, job opportunities are expected to be good because, well, there will be a a need to replace those current workers that are getting ready to leave this occupation. You know, COVID only uh, accelerated that as we saw through this past uh, 18 to 19 months with the pandemic. So plenty of opportunity for, for anyone looking to make a transition in their career right now.
2: And that's great. You know, with, uh, with aviation maintenance being in such high demand, it definitely seems like something worth getting an education in. So I have sort of a three-parted question for you. Um, number one, should someone go to school to learn how to become an aircraft technician? I'm, I'm guessing there are other alternatives to an, a formal education that you could take. So why is a formal education, you know, the, the, the way that a student maybe should go? Number two, what is a typical program include and number 3 how long is a typical aviation maintenance program
3: yeah well thanks lee i might uh, i might need you to repeat some of those questions but let me let me back up i'll try to <laughs> i'll try to get to get, get to the first one and i think uh, correct me if i'm wrong lee but you know the question stated around why should someone go the traditional route compared to our, our route right you know uh, i think you know nick and i talk about it all the time right we're this this is not a program or a fit for everybody or a career for everybody right i mean there is uh, there's a lot of responsibility. It is a hands-on type of job, but just uh, by saying that alone, this job is an amazing career and an amazing opportunity for somebody, this training that, uh, that we provide. So I would say anybody that is looking for an opportunity that um, wants to have the ability to really be in an innovative industry, such as aviation and also possibly even aerospace, that wants to be on the cutting edge of technology, uh, practical use of that knowledge and that technology and put it into day-to-day operations, this could be an amazing opportunity uh, and an amazing training program for that individual. Someone that I like to coin the phrase that doesn't wanna sit behind the desk, but really wants to be able to build the desk. Um, And then your second question, Lee, uh, go ahead and just, if you could repeat that.
2: Yeah, I, I wanted to know what a typical program included and how long the typical program is.
3: Yeah, so our aviation maintenance program here at the Broomfield campus is 20 months long. Um, and that includes um, all the training that you'll need to be able to test and sit for your FAA Part 147 uh, AMP certificate. So, let's just cover what that looks like, right? So, you're going to have three parts to that test it's going to be uh, your writings, your practicals, and your orals. Uh, once you've accomplished that and you've achieved that and have passed that through the FAA testing, then you, uh, you will receive your AMP certificate. So, that's what the training entails. Uh, and now that program can be done at two different, uh, two different times. So we have a day program and we have a night program for students. We do understand that, you know, maybe you need a part-time job, full-time job, or whatever it may be. We offer a flexible schedule so that we can, you can still accommodate whatever you may have going on um, in, in your life. Uh, And then I think the last question, you know, what does a typical program include? How long does it take? You know, obviously, I I would would
1: just say, you know, one of the things going back to your first question, Lee, is why would you come to a a school to get the training? We've been doing this for over 90 years. I've been recognized by the FAA for how well we do it. We track our uh, pass rates with the FAA norms, which is essentially the 8080s, which are posted on the FAA's website showing the success of what we do and getting students certified and out into the industry. Uh, So having a, a formal education program that's laid out for a student success that has a number of years of tenure under its belt to show that we lead students to the appropriate training to get certified and ultimately into the career field of their choice within aviation or aerospace, to Jeremy's point, I think that's something that should be heavily considered. You can go the route of yeah, possibly doing some bypass exams with the FAA if you have prior military experience or doing some um, internship apprenticeship work under a seasoned FAA that's been in the industry for a while and uh, go that route. But you generally a slower path, not as quick to get you out into industry where you can actually start working and earning a living wage. So to answer that question, hopefully that provides a little bit of clarity on why I would say go yeah. to a school where it's essentially been vetted and tried and true uh, in regards to getting – Individuals trained and ready for industry.
2: Yeah, you know, and and you know, I, I think you kind of touched on this, but uh, individuals that are coming to your school are going to get a more formal education as opposed to look. These are high tech. This is high tech equipment, right? You kind of yeah. need a formal education, otherwise, you're not going to pass the certification. You're not going to be employable. Uh, the other thing is, and I'm going to ask this question and just and sort of jumping the gun to my next question is. Um, you know, more along the lines of, I know you have relationships with employers and they're going to be working on the machines that are out there in the field while they're at school, which is a very important part, but um, let's just get to to the next question here, which is, let's say I'm someone who's interested in aviation maintenance program. When I tour a campus offering this program, what are a few things that I should be looking for? Because as I just mentioned earlier, this this program seems like it's going to have to require some up to date equipment in order to stay relevant with current work environments. Um, would the equipment that the school uses be something I should consider? And what else should I consider? Accreditation, maybe length of program, and then possibly most importantly, relationships with employers. You know, can you kind of run through? A checklist for me, like pretend I'm a student looking at a school, what should I be looking for?
3: Yeah, that, that's a phenomenal question, Lee. And I, I think that's one that we want all of our students to know, right? When you're looking at a potential school, I look at two things, right? It's an investment of your time, and it's an investment of your money. And our mission here at Spartan is to make sure that you maximize that return on both of those aspects, right? Your time and your money so that you are able to go out and be competitive in the job field. So, if I was a potential student and coming in, or you were a potential student, I would say one, absolutely first, make sure it's an FAA approved Part 147 institution, right? because with that, without that, and it kind of backs up to your, uh, your question, Lee, is should I look at accreditation? Absolutely, but it's, it's not just the accrediting body, it's also an approved FAA program, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're not allowed to be an aircraft technician or even work or maintain an aircraft uh, without that AMP certificate, so if an institution has that or doesn't have that That's a big deal breaker, and I think something that all students should be aware of when they're visiting these institutions and sites across the country. Um, And then, uh, you know, the other one is you're absolutely right length of program, right? Um, You know, the industry, and I'm gonna go back up to our previous conversation earlier about the demand. Uh, You know, the demand is here, the demand is now. We said 192,000 jobs, Lee. Bob, that's a, that's a, that opportunity is now. And, And if I'm a potential student, you're a potential student. Um, you're probably going to want to maximize on that as soon as possible. Um, you know, your, your traditional bachelor's degree may take you four or five years, uh, whereas here at our Broomfield campus, Nick, we have it in 20 months long mm-hmm. if a student stays on track and is able to graduate and pass all their classes, right? So, you know, within 20 months, you have an amazing opportunity to potentially be in the industry. And then the last one, I, I think you hit the nail on the head, is, is that relationship with employers. I think that speaks volumes to the uh, to the value of the education that the institute is putting out, look, you—we're—we're we're, we're working with uh, organizations such as United, their partners. Uh, we're working with SkyWest, many many different uh, airlines that are in this industry. We have partnerships with um, that are constantly looking at and interviewing our students, um, and and we hold that to the highest highest value that uh, we want to make sure we're supplying those in those industries with the best talented uh, individuals out there. Um, and, and that they have a trusted respect with us, I think, Nick, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. Um, that, that we're giving the highest quality of education and training to our students. And we stand behind that. And I think that goes back to the whole conversation, right, is, is what is the return on my initial investment of both my time and my money? Am I getting the best level of education that I possibly can in the industry? And what's it going to do for me and serve me when I get in the industry? And how long is this going to take me? Um, I think we're starting to see a transition of that in the uh, in the education and the higher ed and workforce as we as we go as people are wanting to put these skills that they learn
0: to practical use as soon as possible. Real quickly, let me let me just summarize what I think I, I I know I heard you say, which was important. And I'm I'm stepping back. I'm I'm a parent. I'm a significant other. I'm going and I'm looking at your school and I'm trying to advise this person. My maybe my child, maybe my spouse, maybe whatever about going and so what i'm hearing you say is that uh, spartan offers flexible scheduling in other words you've got that flexible scheduling You've got accreditation, but besides accreditation, more importantly, you've got FAA certification, which means accreditation is good, but if you don't get certified, you don't get the job and you don't make the money, right? I mean, you, you can't get out there and make the money, right? Then I also heard you say you're working on state-of-the-art equipment, which is absolutely critical. I mean, I'm guessing employers come in, they walk around your place, they say, hey, we need more of this, we need less of this, we, you need to get this particular piece of equipment so that because we're moving in that direction then I also hear um, length of term return on investment which is how much what how much skin do I got to put in and when am I going to start getting that that return back and I'm hearing 20 month, approximately a 20-month program would that be fair would those be fair summary points am I missing anything guys before I go on
1: I think you've You know, pretty much got it uh, right where it needs to be. One of the things I would say, though, uh, with Part 147, we cover all areas of aviation with that training. Uh, So anybody that wants to go work in general aviation, all the way up to the big boys at the major airlines. Um, State-of-the-art equipment, you do mention that. We do have some items here that are in line with where trends are currently within aviation, but there's some stuff that our aviation partners and aircraft manufacturers that are making right now that we can't get our hands on. And what I always revert back to is an a uh, certificate is essentially a certificate to learn. Yep. We give them the entry level skill set under the FAA's part 147 to be a productive employee and to receive the appropriate training at these respective yep. employers on their <laughs> equipment and uh, processes to ensure that they are going to be a benefit to that organization when yep. they get there. Um, so I can't always make that promise that we're going to have the most cutting edge stuff because uh, yeah. a lot of that stuff is uh, quite expensive um, <laughs> yeah, and also as well uh, new to industry and still going through some of the things that uh, the FAA has in place to vet that to make sure it's safe for passengers to travel on. But uh, we do have equipment that will cover all aspects of aviation to ensure that that technician's got the ability to Going to different areas of aviation, such as general aviation, commercial aviation, and also the, uh, the major yeah. air carriers that they, we all jump on at yeah. the local airport to go to our favorite vacation spots or do business travel.
0: Hey, you know it's a it's a pretty heady responsibility these guys are taking on as someone yep. who's traveled a lot yeah more than once I've had I've, I've been sitting there and they say hey <laughs> we're not we're not taking off until the mechanic cert signs off on something that's a pretty heady responsibility yeah. you've got to right, be a person that has takes on a lot of a lot of he's got to be willing to constantly he or she constantly be learning constantly know that he's got to, he or she's got to get some additional training <laughs> and then listening to employers I mean what are they saying we want to get from you right
1: you're absolutely right, and, but I also don't want to uh, you know, put in a fear factor into individuals that may be considering this as a, a career option. You're never alone in this world. There are a number of redundancies there to ensure safety and make sure that when we get on a plane as you know, civilian passengers, we don't have to think twice about, yeah. is something going to fail when I'm in this flight? Yeah, yeah. Um, But that's that's the reassuring piece for anybody that's considering this. You're never on your own. If you go work at a major airline, you're not going to be able to sign off on anything on your own for at least the first six months or until you get appropriately trained. Uh, so that's, that's one of the things that I want to uh, put out there for the audience that's listening currently is yeah. that. You will be supported. There will be a number of uh, different things that are put into place to keep everybody safe and yes. ensure that they're meeting the requirements of yeah. the FAA.
3: And, I, and I'm going to piggyback off that a little bit, Bob. Just I'm going to go back to the education aspect of it. To Nick's point, right? Is you're absolutely right. It's a certificate to learn and you know, that it, let's, let's talk about the instructors for a second, right? These are industry experienced instructors that we have on our faculty that are teaching our students, right? They've been in the industry, right? They've, they've seen all this. So I think that adds to an added uh, advantage where they can share stories, experiences, mm-hmm. and, and really help our students understand that. And then just prepare them for even more of what those life experiences are going to come, uh, come along their way when they get in the industry with whatever route they decide to go general majors, yeah or whatnot so absolutely
0: yeah Yeah. you know it 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 makes a nice segue into this next one i I, before we before we go i want to make sure we talk about the the personality traits that you think can you give us the three or four what you think are the most important personality traits of someone looking at this career what should they what should they come to you with or what what do you want to see that they're willing to broaden and, and become better at so so to speak Absolutely. I um, know and, and, and Jeremy's going to probably
1: uh, have a few to throw in as well. I would say right now, our industry, and you can look this up on the FAA website, is pretty much 95% male. Yep. And a lot of our industry partners and employers are really trying to create more diversity and get females within this uh, field. And females do very well. And a lot of employers are finding a lot of success with the females getting into industry. United Airlines, for example, which is one of our employer partners, has got a team of females under the title of Chicks Fix. And they do very well at the MRO competitions uh, with their male counterparts and other airline operators, cargo carriers, et cetera, usually coming in within the top three of the competition, which is encouraging to see. And I, I think the major thing out there right now is a lot of people look at this as, You know, it's an aircraft technician. What do we all think about when we go to technician, right? Oil on your clothes, real dirty. Um, It can be stressful, those types of things. This job, you work in very clean environments. Everything's got to be accounted for uh, based on FAA requirements. Every tool's got its place. There's multiple redundancies to ensure safety when you're doing the work on the technician side to make sure that that aircraft is airworthy. And it is a fun environment. You're not behind a desk. You can be outside and if you like cold weather in certain parts of the country or world for that matter, or in very nice climates, it's really your choice once you gain experience and get that leverage to be able to go where you want. Traits, I would say, personality-wise, showing up, just being on time is the biggest thing that our employers stress. Can I count on you to show up every day? Because if that airline doesn't have the technicians work or that airplane doesn't have the technicians working on it, that airline isn't making revenue. And that's a big thing for them is they've got to make sure that those aircraft are airworthy and ready to go to take passengers to actually start uh, you know turning the profits that they need to see so that they can pay their employees and also invest in um, their companies. The other thing is, is a positive attitude and teamwork. Uh, really... Showing up every day, not, we all have our ups and downs, right? So I'm not going to say we're all perfect and show up in, on cloud nine every day, but being able to kind of, you know, put your personal life to the side, focus on the uh, task at hand and work with others and support one another to ensure that the job's getting done right every time. I'd say the best technicians that come through our program are the ones that can actually speak to it from a practical standpoint. How does this gear turn? How does this p- piece of equipment work? And be able to articulate that within a conversation with a, another technician on the floor, your supervisor to diagnose the issue appropriately and make sure that the fix is done the right way per the uh, aircraft maintenance manual. So those are really the three things that I see that are uh, key indicators of a successful student within our programs.
0: Ultimately, having a good impact within industry. Real quick, uh, before we close, uh, we got we, we're going to get interest, and so why don't you very just very quickly. You tell us where your campuses are located, located because that very often is because is it a major determining factor. Is it close to where where I live, or, or can I get there easily? Where are you located now? Where are your campuses?
3: Yeah, so we have four campuses for, uh, across the country. The one, uh, obviously, Nick and I are housed out of is Broomfield, Colorado. I think, Bob, you mentioned it, right? It's in the Denver Yeah, yeah I did. Area. The Denver area. <laughs> For those that don't know where Broomfield is, the next one's gonna be in our Tulsa, Oklahoma uh, location, which is actually our initial campus, our, our first campus that's like you said at the beginning of the podcast, You know, we started training uh, pilots and technicians for World War II. <laughs> and then our other two campuses are gonna be actually in the state of California, uh, Los Angeles area at LAX. Mm-hmm. And then uh, up in Inland Empire or known as Riverside area are the four main areas that uh, if you live in any of those areas, uh, or even the surrounding cities yeah. or states that are yeah. around there. Yeah. Um, you know, we we help with uh, as much as we possibly can for a student to make this to make this commitment, right? And our Tulsa campus, we do have a housing, um, dorm situation that can be beneficial for those that are looking to move or relocate to the Tulsa, Oklahoma area. There's obviously many benefits to living in the Denver metro area and coming to a Broomfield campus, as well as in the uh, California area campus as well.
1: And I'd say, just to touch on that, Bob, just as a quick reference for anybody that does have interest, is our website. uh, Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that. Yeah, yeah, feel free to go on there. It gives you very detailed information about each campus location, some of the uh, benefits of, you know, living in those areas while you're attending class with us, and also giving you some more information about the specific programs we offer and where they're housed at each campus location uh, to ensure that that prospective student is making the right choice. From a career opportunity once they get trained.
3: And, and, and I would add to that too. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, any any of your listeners out there, you know, if you're not sure of what this is, what 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 to do, uh, this is a really a no-pressure environment situation. We want our students to come, come in, take a tour of it, see the facilities, mm-hmm. stand inside of a turbine engine, see what that's like, see what it, see what it all entails, take a tour of the campus, ask the questions: is this for me? Is this not really for me? I, I can't or I can't see myself doing this. Just contact any one of those local campuses, right. go on the website, request information. We'll be able to help and assist in any way we
0: can. So you're www.spartan.edu. Now, I want to talk specific. I want to spend a specific email to one or two of you You guys. Either one of you guys OK with giving out your emails if you got someone else's. Else? Hey, I want to talk to that guy. Sure.
3: Absolutely. Yeah, I'll give you my email. So it's going to be Jeremy Cooper spelled J E R. E-M-Y dot C-O-O-P-E-R at spartan.edu. Just email me and I'll be glad to help you and assist you in whatever way I can.
0: Well, don't be surprised if they do because many I times... I will. I look forward yeah, to it, yeah, Bob. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we, we really enjoyed the, this conversation with Jeremy Cooper and Nick Brown with Spartan College of Aeronautics and Technology. This has been our uh, the final episode in our Transportation Career Awareness Series on Imagine America Radio. Uh, we've really... Want to thank you guys for joining us today. For more information on anything that we do here at Imagine America, our podcasts and Imagine America Radio, you can go to Imagine America Radio, our website, wwwimagine americaorg slash podcasts. We want to thank you for your time and we hope you all have a great day. Hey, thanks, Bob. Thanks, Lee. Bob Lee, thank you so much for the opportunity to talk. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Imagine America Radio. We hope you found it informative. For more information about future episodes and the Imagine America Foundation, you can go to our website, imagine-america.org forward slash podcast to subscribe to future podcasts and to get information on the many programs offered by the Imagine America Foundation and Imagine America Publishing. Please subscribe today so you won't miss any of our upcoming episodes. For now, Thank you very much for joining us and best wishes.